All right, <laughs> dinner in the Bible. Ooh, I eat a lot today. Yes, he did. Three no, freaking brats. I love it. They're not that big. I don't know what happened. What they were. They were the other. They weren't the regular kind I usually buy. Okay. And then I had uh, pizza. Yeah, with Cheetos on it. Yeah. I can feel myself becoming more salad. white every day. It was a little healthy. I can feel myself yeah. becoming more white every single day. Carrots, yeah. celery. Yeah. Iceberg? No. Romaine. Romaine. Spring mix. Spring mix. Very good. With uh, vinegar and uh, garlic sprinkled on it. Which should be like very little calories. No. Yeah. So, uh, I was reading Ink Magazine. Okay. And, uh... The title is, How Can... You be sure someone has exceptional leadership skills. I don't. It comes down to two words. Just two things? Two words? Two words. A phrase. Your mom. Oh! That <laughs> is not it. What? That is not Your mom. It's a phrase. That is a phrase. Your mom. I heard two words and I had to. Yes. You just had to. I, I could not hold back. So what's the phrase? <laughs> your Your dad. Frick you. <laughs> your father. It's Bible talk. Yeah. Calm your 50-year-old self down before I calm it for you. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. 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 Okay. Is it a threat? Uh, it's a promise. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's called active listening. Active listening. That is what a leader does. If you know you're a good leader, or if you think someone's a good leader, measure their active listening skills. Mm, That is not something that I can do. Eliminate distraction. So when someone approaches you in person, stop what you're doing and give the speaker your full attention, including having to pull them aside to somewhere that you can give them your full Mm. attention. Park your thoughts. The moment you want to rebut... Don't do it. Mm. Park your thoughts and let them finish what they have to say. So don't interrupt. Unless it's like the seventh time you told them to do something and and then you just tell them that, yeah, then you get in trouble and that's what happens (laughs) to me. Although that person thinks that she's a manager of mine and so that's the weird disposition, right? I don't care that you make more money than me or you even have more uh, position. Right? Okay. It's just that it's my signature. Right. You can't sign this. I'm the one that has to sign it. Mm-hmm. That that trumps whatever you're thinking. Right. Because you're making me sign this. A contract. So park your thoughts. Step into the other person's shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that you're going to be in trouble if this doesn't get done. But this is the second time you've done this, according to my sources. So... That's the way I was pushing back. When she said that, was she like, what do you mean this is the second I don't have to. I don't need Sarita's permission this time. It's not IT. Well, if it's not IT, why do you need my signature? My title literally says I am the commodity sourcing leader for IT. So then she said... Because it's software. (laughs) Isn't that the same thing? Uh, Yeah, then it's IT. What do you think I is? This is how frustrating it was conversing with this person. But anyways, if it was another person with actually their mind on right, 
he would just be empathetic to what's going on and then have a disposition of trying to help them. Right. Were you trying to help her, I'm guessing? Yes, he was initially. I was initially, but she wouldn't do what I told her. Uh, yeah, because so she's an idiot. Go to Sarita, who's in charge of those licenses. It's flat. Software licenses. And have her put into the system a case for me to work on. Oh. Instead of getting the supplier to docu-sign, hey, Rommel, sign this. It's like inappropriate. Yeah. Inappropriate. Practice authentic silence. Mm-hmm. That's something I have a hard time doing. What's authentic silence? You're silent because uh, you're allowing yourself to be understanding and comfortable, stay in the background and in the moment. So let's say you're in a conference room and you're actually listening to two alternate views. Be authentically backed and listening to both sides. You're you're being silent. You're not throwing your two bits in yet. Right. Yeah. Unless they ask you? Until you analyze the entirety of the situation. You do that a lot. I also stare in the ceiling or behind you and then you're like what's going on back there what's, what's up there yeah I, I get that a lot I'm like oh I'm sorry it's my autism I actually have to tell people sorry Keith that's my autism and I think I can't look at people's faces it's distracting me so. what did Keith say he just laughs <laughs> me too be aware of your body language which is that one I'm talking about like I stare somewhere else so people might think that you're not listening. Right. So or, what did he say when you were staring? Was he like, what are you looking at? Or? No, I actually turned around. Look, and there's just a wall. Oh. So he's like... <laughs> oh. And I have to explain to him, yeah, Keith, when I have to calculate something, risk, assessments, stuff like that, I can't... That's like... That's I can't like stare me. at someone's face. That's like me, but you can, but like there's a 50-50 chance that I'm actually distracted and, a, and the other 50 is that I'm actually listening. Yeah, yours is the talk of coin with me, and I'm actually making an assessment um, that's important. If it's really important for that assessment, I can't. I have to either close my eyes or stare somewhere else. Um, so, why do I talk about this? Well, if you think of all the scriptures describing Jesus, mm-hmm. he actually does a lot of this. Like... When the rich man said, you know, what can I do to enter the kingdom of God? And he said, one, why do you call me good? <laughs> He's questioning the motives. And two, he actually says, um, well, you have to do this, this, and this. And then it's, in, instead of interrupting him when he said, well, I do do that. Mm-hmm. He just sat there and said, well, then this is what you have to do. Right? Because he heard... I'm pompous and I'm, I'm, but he doesn't say you're, you're, you're full of it. Right. So, so it, it goes to show, um, in Matthew 13, verse 16, it says, but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For truly I say to you, many prophets and just men have longed to see what you see and they did not see them and to hear what you hear and they did not hear them. But here, the parable of the seed, and he goes on to talk about the parable of the seed, which I'm not going to repeat to you guys, you've already heard it a couple of times. Yeah. And then they understand, um, you, you guys understand, like, which soil is what, right? And, and there's four different types. Four different types of what? So there's four different types of soil, describing four different types of what? Seed. No. Uh, 
People. People. Good. And then um, he spoke about another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field, right? And when people were asleep, his enemy came to sow the, the weeds. And so who, who provided the weeds in the field? Satan. 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 And so the servant said, hey, someone put crap in your in your harvest. Um, yeah, that's the word. And then the Lord said, well, yeah. let, it, let it lie there. Yeah. That's just crap. Because if you uproot the weeds, yeah. you'll uproot the wheat. Uh, basically what happened in Noah's time, right? Right. So allow both to grow together until the harvest. And when the harvest time comes, pick out the weeds first and then burn them. So that's judgment day. Yeah. And then he spoke another uh, parable. Kingdom is like a grain of a mustard seed. What's the reason that mustard seed was described, Remy? Why mustard seed? Why not some other seed? A mustard seed is tiny, but it grows really big. That's right. In proportion to its size, it just grows gigantic. It's really tiny. And it's, this seed is smaller than all the small seeds, but when it grows, it is greater than all the small herbs and becomes a tree, so that a bird of heaven will come and nest in its branches. Mm. Bird of heaven. Yeah. And Maybe. then he goes on to describe more parables, and then at once the disciples asked, um, why, why do you speak in parables? What was the actual answer? Do you guys remember? He speaks in parables. Who was asking him? The, the Pharisees. Disciples. Oh, the disciples. Because you guys are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> then Jesus left the crowd. And, in verse 36, Jesus left and came to the house and, this, uh, and, and his disciples came near to him and they said to him, Yeah, we didn't want to interrupt you, but uh, can you explain to us that parable of the weeds in the field? <laughs> How do you not get that? You're slow. <laughs> what did he say to him? You're special, Ed. He said, no, he used... He who sowed the good seed is the son of man in the field, blah, blah, And the enemies who sowed is Satan. And then the son of man will send his angels, and uh, they will be picked up uh, before entering the kingdom. And they'll block the servants of the wickedness. Normally, parables aren't explained like that in the Bible. And then he goes, Then the, one, the just ones will shine as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who has ears to hear should hear. So he's basically saying, Look, you gotta listen. Well, you're just a little special. <laughs> it's the I'm short bus special. And then verse 51, he says, Do you understand all these things? Jesus said to them, Do you understand all these things? And they said to him, Yes, our Lord. He said to them, Because of this, every scribe who is instructed for the kingdom of heaven is compared to a man who is a master of a house who brings out from his treasures the new old, the new and the old. As it happened, when Jesus completed these parables, he went away from there and he came to his own city and he was teaching them in their synagogues because he was actually pretty wise. So he would... Well, he was wise since he was 12. So they marveled at what, they, what, uh, what was being said. Right? Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? What is the source of his authority? And then the people came and said, is this not the carpenter's son? So were they really listening? Or were they measuring him for his importance and his stature mm -hmm. and what they could do for him? Yeah. When you always measure somebody what they can do for you, it's not very uh, genuine. genuine. 
and it pushes people off. And this goes back to when you're reaching out to somebody to understand Christ. Mm-hmm. Remy and Ian, I'm hoping one day that when someone comes up to you and goes, how do you stay so happy when all these bad things are consistently happening, but yet you come out of it on top and, 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 and you have a sense of peace? I don't. You I don't. will. You will. You are a force. No, <laughs> <laughs> I've been asked that once. A girl named Kim. She married that guy from the Calvary Church. Oh, yeah. And I said, well, I pray a lot because nothing really works out for me. I told, I told her the story of the Navy mm-hmm. and how we ran out of money. And that's why I met her in junior college before I went to DeVry. Because I realized junior college wasn't for me. It was never going to get me the classes I needed on time. And, uh, and so I just told her that. And she was going through a lot. And then she found a Christian man. And she appreciated my conversation. Now, she didn't want anything from me. She just had a question. And no, she was not attracted to me. She just had a question. Uh, okay, this is... <laughs> and, but I want, you to guys, I want you guys to have the same answer. Okay? And uh, no, Ian, you can't ask for her phone number. That's inappropriate. <laughs> So, but I've never done that. <laughs> you might be tempted to. I mean, I'm tempted to, but I've never done it. And so, you always want to answer in a unique and concerning sense because what we did in the church in the cult is we reached out to people who wanted to be their friends because we wanted something from them. Mm-hmm. And it was so obvious. That's what I'm going to include in my thing. It was so obvious. Mm-hmm. We wanted them to attend the church for our numbers, attend our Bible talks so that we can count them. And we can report, which we have to report every day, how many people we study the Bible with. How many people you reach out to. How many people. I mean, it's such a numbers game. And so the genuineness really disappeared yeah, for me. Completely. And the only people I've ever put in the water, T. Michael Davis, Steve Chigas. I didn't put anybody in the water. Didn't you love bomb them? Yes. Yes, sure. but there's the... There, but I mean, can, love bomb, like, as in, like... Fake. Di- fake. Um, yeah, fake. fake. Kind of manipulative I showed you a bomb. video on that. Yeah. Oddly enough, both of those actually live with us for a while. Steve Chigas and, and Team Michael. Michael. Because we were generally concerned for their safety. Um, yeah, it, it was a mess, the stuff that they had bumped into. But um, And, you know, Steve was a single dad. And look at him now. He's, he's got a very su- successful daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, Remember that single mom that lived with us for a little bit? Wow, the crazy one? She, yeah. she broke her leg or something. And she... Left the windows and yeah, she left open, but like let, let the heater on. Like yeah. I don't understand. I'd kick her out. Yeah, we did. Uh, I said that never again. So I, I, I told. Anyways, you have to be genuine. Yeah. Otherwise, really, you can't. Bring, people can see through that. You can't bring them to Christ if you're not genuine. Right. Especially if you're unhappy being in the church because well, you never why, make your numbers. Well, that's why I don't think I ever met anybody that became a Christian because my heart was wrong. Like, I, it was just... It was about position? Not, yeah, it was about meeting the numbers. Here's mom. Uh, we want you to be a, a Bible talk leader. And mom's like, yeah. And then this is me. This is me. Boo. Baby's <laughs> talking. That's why, that's why they said... That's why they said, you are not a right fit for your wife because she has ambition. And you... I I only had ambition because they told me to have ambition. You were vulnerable. I was a a people pleaser. Yeah, you were vulnerable. You wanted... 
I wanted people to like me. You wanted approval because... Well, the position did demand respect in the church. Like, if you were a yeah. Bible talk leader or if you were a group uh, a right. team leader or whatever, that was huge respect. It's like a false humility. But for me, it was, you know what it was for me? Hours of endless <laughs> hours of nothing. <laughs> do you um, think I'd want, to, work, do you think I'd want to be a church leader? No. Good oh God, gosh, I hope not. Don't. You've got don't other even. things. you got better things to do with your time. Don't even. So, But in any case... That's all I wanted to say is be genuine when you listen. Be an active leader. Because yeah, Jesus was an active listener. He had concerns. And for those who measured them based on merit, like what, what, what they're going to get out of it, he had no patience. Mm. None. Yeah, that's true. Because he could see right through them. Yeah. Why I, do you call me good teacher? Yeah, I'm not here to be put on your pulpit so that I can lead an army. That's right. not what his... Not his intent. Okay, I guess Remy is ready to close out. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.